put Walden in the building, he married her. <laughs> I'm like, what the? <laughs> oh, God. She's growing faster. What's her name? Lucia. Lucia. Nice name. That's a Mexican name? Uh, it's all Mexican, huh? <laughs> what? Oh. Chill out. <laughs> Anybody else getting married? Y'all need to get married. All these beta males. <laughs> Where are your wives? I'm too old. I had my chance. What? Oh, all right. Since you said that. What's your name again? Nisha. Welcome, Nisha. Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved by going to our chat line, and I can respond to your questions and comments. Also, um, welcome to the show, to the show, to the church. <laughs> Same thing. So, how y'all? Good. I um. I was thinking about a few things over the weekend. Very interesting things, I think. But before I get rolling, any questions or anything? Right there. Any question? You're supposed to come to church to fellowship, right? Yes, sir. So um, I know that the Word of God can cut uh, ties like between your soul and spirit. But uh, one thing that I still... I'm unsure of is like is our spirit even our own, or is it of something else? Well, he it came from the Father. Came from the Father. Yeah, we are made in His image, and so that's why when you come back, you start to grow in His image. And when the world see you, they see the Father. But when you're in the Father's state, Satan is your image. Same. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why when people see you, they see the devil. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's amazing. Is, have you been enduring this? Oh, one thing that we're doing is bringing back Christianity. We're bringing it back. And we're bringing it back in a real way because the, the children of the lie are trying to take it away. And once you get rid of that, it's over. And so we're bringing it back. And one of the things we have to do is endure this year. I recommend that. Have you been enduring? Yes. Uh, oh, you have? I, um, when I first woke up, I... I had felt, because I had, you know, I was like a formal Bible thumper and like all into the church and all that. And, and I was like, uh, wow, everything that is done here is like so against that. So I w- that was like a, the inner fight that was in me. Right. And I didn't really realize it until you were mentioning it like a couple weeks later and then you kept on like harping on it. And, and I was like, oh, okay, that's what it was. Harping? Well. <laughs> I like that word. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like, uh, well, I don't know, like, emphasizing, whatever. Yeah. Like, 
But uh, but it just was clear to me. It's like, oh, that's what it was because I would feel this weird, yeah, pain like how you describe, like deep inside me. Yeah. And um, feel like something's wrong. Yeah. Or exactly. Like fear or yeah, doubt yeah. or, and then you go to a expert and they give you drugs. Yeah, and it made you worse. Right. Yeah. But if you do it, you overcome it. And, and so when I did endure it, I finally felt the light inside me, like fight it off. And it just went away. Yeah. But I but I realize now that that, it, that that's like what Paul was talking about, like carry your cross and like to have your inner old man die. Yeah. Like the, have the ego die. And so I'm realizing that. And now I can, you know, when I see things like that, I'm like, okay, that's what it is. I'll let it die. And then yeah. Let God work on it. A lot of people run away from that when they had a conflict pain. Well, when you're in a fallen state, you don't have God to help you fight it. So it, you, you better get high, right? <laughs> but once you wake up and come back to the Father, he'll kill that, not you, that ego for you. It's a spirit. Amazing. I um, I want to encourage you. Anything else about that? No, that's okay. that's I want to encourage you guys and ladies to do something. Start a business. This is a perfect time to start a business, buy some, some land, or do something. You got to start doing something. Uh, because the children of the lie trying to shut us down, and they don't want the truth out there. And so this is a perfect time to bring the best out of you. And this is not a time to freak out. It's not a time to worry, overreact. It's a time to be still so that you can uh, realize you can do something. Start something, and one thing will lead to another. All right? You got to start a business, buy a house, because they're coming back. When they come back, we'll own the land. And then we'll take away their right to speak. <laughs> Freedom of speech. <laughs> all right? So do something. All right? If it's just starting a car wash business or whatever, just do something. And you will not regret it. And take one step at a time. This is a perfect time for that. Any other questions or anything? Um... Raymond, oh, we got a question. What the? No. Yes, Raymond. Just a, uh, just an interesting incident that I had last week at work. It seems like my co-worker is a, is a bit uncomfortable with me right now just because I'm a Trump supporter. So I, I, I think... You're a, a Trump supporter? <laughs> what the? Ain't you black? <laughs> Uh, Uncle Tom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think you we're. <laughs> they, uh, like you I said, must work in the big house. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, things were a bit intense, uh, so I just went uh, wondering when you uh, when you face with a situation, do you take um, do you not uh, do you face it and not react to it? Yes, I am. Yes, I understand. Thank you. Yeah. No, don't react. All right? It was a waste of time. Um, anybody else? Oh, right here. Hey, Daniel. How are you, sir? All is well. Daniel's a new office manager, and he is smart. He's just a little smart. <laughs> But I had no idea he was that smart. And he's not even white. 
I'll mess with you. Uh, you can sit right there, Daniel, let you have his seat. Show your seat, Daniel. Yeah. Um, yes, sir. All right, Jesse. Uh, it's an honor to be a Christian. So what does that mean? Like, uh, is, is honor just like another word for pride? You should be proud to be a Christian, or does it get deeper than that? It's a blessing to be a Christian. Uh, it's something else that God loves us, loved us enough to bring us into his house. So don't hide. A lot of people are afraid to say they're a Christian. Uh, they'll say, oh, I'm spiritual. Like, what is that? I don't know, but it's something dumb. You're, it's a blessing to be a Christian, to be Christ-like. All right? Okay. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, it's not so much of a, a question, but it's more or less of a, uh, just an experience, more of a testimony. Um, a couple months back. Uh, I like your hat inside the building. Oh. <laughs> I do too. That's so manly. <laughs> That's, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, but anyways, so one evening I was working and, uh, it was at the uh, team meeting and everything, and uh, I asked one of my coworkers. Uh, she's she's a lesbian, and a little uh, louder for me. She's a lesbian. Lesbian. Yep. Uh, but I've been working with her for a couple of years, and like most times that we work together, she talks about um, her quote unquote daughter, but. Um, Essentially, they went to a sperm bank and got the, the partner inseminated, oh, okay. and that's how they got the, the, the child. Right. Um, and so uh, one evening I asked her, and it wasn't like a, like, a, like a serious thought. It just came out of me, like, does that child know who the father is? And uh, like after that, she, she got all like, enraged. She said, oh, if, we would, or if you would have said that when we were at the house, we beat you up and this this type of stuff, tried to intimidate me. I said that at her house? Yeah, she, she, she essentially brought up a scenario that didn't exist, but, I mean, me knowing that it's, it, would, it didn't exist and would never exist, like, I was like, okay, whatever. But then she started coming back and forth with me as far as, like, a father being a role and not what a person is, what a man is. Yeah. And uh, so she... She lost that. She couldn't. Whatever she said, I had that that rebuttal, and she tried to, you know, go through some semantics and stuff like that. So, long story short, for the next couple of weeks, she uh, she wouldn't talk to me. She gave me the, the the stink eye every time she she looked at me. Like, and it was it was cool, but what's a stink eye? She just she just glared, glared at me across across the room. Oh, I see. You know. Uh, but throughout all that, like, I, I treated her no different than before we had That's the conversation. Right. Absolutely. Um, no different than anybody else. I, yeah. I I treated her like I knew the conversation happened, but because I didn't hate her for it and because I knew I personally know from experience, from data, from research, from other people's ex- experience, everything that growing up without a father will not bode well, especially for the child. 
And so that's, I guess, the spirit that came out of me and just knowing like that wouldn't work. Um, but then after a while, she saw that I wasn't that I didn't ask her out of the spirit of like judgment or right. trying to put her down or anything. Just, yeah. you know, wanted to know. Amazing. And so now, I mean, we're cool. Oh, but she, but she, but, Is she over that over the anger? Or I don't know. She's, mad at you? I don't know if she's over the anger of it per se, but she has a newfound respect for me. Right on. And this is, yeah, I guess, for, for for any guy out there that wants to speak the truth, just speak the truth, but don't hate, don't have any resentment, have no judgment, and then treat all people the way you'd want to be treated. Absolutely, man. That's the Christian way. That's love. Um, Victoria, I want to ask: Are you better than a child molester? Yeah, do you have the mic? Do you have the mic? Do you have the mic? Yeah, hold it up to your mouth. Are you better than a child molester? Isn't that like a good question? Yeah. I still you know about nine years that question. I already know the answer. That's why I'm I'm, I'm hesitant. That's you why. already know the answer? Mm-hmm. I'm not hesitating because I don't know. I do know. What's the answer? I'm not. You're not better than a child molester? Why not? Because I know that for myself, I'm still subject to believing the lie, my own lie that I believe, just like a child molester is believing his lie when he molests a child. So I'm not better because I'm still susceptible to lies. Okay. And to me, a child molester is also so. How about you, Adriana? Um... I, I agree with Victoria. You what? I agree with Victoria. About what? About and so are that you I'm better? not any better because I think we're all subject to the same. Have you ever thought that you were better than a child molester? No, not really. No. Who are you better than? Uh, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that you're not better than one? Because I just see everybody equal. I see we're oh, all okay. equal. We're like all the same. We're oh, just okay. different personalities. We've got different characters. We've adapted differently to life. But I think we're all the same because, like you said, we're all kind of driven by that spirit. Uh, how about you, Alex? I, I, I agree with them, too. Had you ever thought about this before today, before right now? Yes. And so what do you say to that? Are you better than a child molester? No. Uh, and why not? Well, because um, just like they go through stuff, I also have stuff that I go through. Have you always known that, or you just start to realize it? I, I, I started to realize it when I forgave my parents, and I noticed that they couldn't help themselves. Right. So just yeah. like I and, can't help myself, and, you know, child molester can't help himself. Um, okay. Well, should I ask Joel, you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, are you better than a child molester? Um... Sometimes I, I think that I am, but I know I'm not. I can imagine you think you are. <laughs> can you imagine that? The way he raps. <laughs> and so, why you not? I think sometimes we think that our mess is better than, or I think that my mess is better than the, 
child molesters miss, or their seems more dramatic. Um, but it doesn't change that I still have my things right. to overcome. Okay. The reason I realize this question, I do a lot of counseling, and I counsel with people around the world just on a daily basis now. And I've heard horror stories of the way human beings have been treating one another. And everybody in a fallen state think that they're better than any other. And they do things to hurt one another. They gossip about them. They whatever. And I realized that in the fallen state, I noticed that most people think that their fallen state is better than someone else's. They measure it by whatever. And no one is better. But I also thought about, I talked to people with money and without, and I noticed that the people with money think that they're better than the people with no money, you know, the poor, whatever, middle class people. And so it's like in that fall, I say everybody is measuring their lives and judging themselves based on something else. But what I realized is that they don't have love. And God said that if you don't have love, you have nothing. You could own, you could speak in tongues, you could feed the poor, you could live on the top, the highest mountain, you could be a preacher, a deacon, a psychiatrist, whatever. But if you don't have love, you don't have anything. And most people do not have love. It's like human beings have begotten to have love for one another, and especially the Christians, because you're supposed to see the the Christians are supposed to be examples of God. But in the churches, in the Christian communities, uh, one-on-one, there is no love. None at all. And it's no wonder that the children of the lie is so easy for them to destroy Christianity because there is no love in Christianity. There is more hate in the Christian now than i ever seen in my whole life. It's like they forgot to love. But yet they'll call themselves a Christian. They say, oh, I love God. I believe in Jesus. But if you don't have love, you have nothing. You can feed the hunger until the cows come home. But if you don't have love, you have nothing. So you gotta, you should repent, go and forgive so you can return back to the real love. And in love, all things are possible. There's nothing that is impossible. But if you don't have that, you're in trouble. But you gotta overcome so you can come back to that. Otherwise, you're going to lose your family, you're going to lose your business, you're going to lose your life because you don't have a solid foundation uh, to build your life on. It's been built on sand. And so when the enemy comes, he comes and he threatens you with those things that are important to you. But once you have love, God will cause you to overcome those things and they become unimportant. You can take it or leave it. And then if they threaten to take your things away from you, you have the power of God working in you to help you deal with the world. You'll be in the world, but not of it. You must return to love. And when you love, you cannot, it's impossible to measure yourself based on someone else. You don't compare yourself to someone else. You don't try to be like someone else. You become you, and there's nothing like being you, really. You're not trying to imitate other. You wish everybody well. I like, really like seeing talent, good talent in people, right? Because I know talents are from God. And when you see it, I can appreciate it. And that's how it would be. If somebody's doing well, they're good at singing, whatever they do. You're like, wow, that's amazing. You wish them well. 
but you wouldn't want to be like that. Oh, I want to be like that. So you go out and try to be like someone else, and you're never going to be them. You're an imitation of them. You're never going to, you can't be me, or you can't be whomever, right? You, it's best to be yourself. But when you don't have love, you're going to try to imitate others. And it doesn't work. And then when it doesn't work, you blame them for it. There's nothing like being yourself. You send yourself a whole lot of problems by being you. Don't put on a front. And if somebody's putting on a front, let them have it. You just be you. All right? But you got to have love for that to happen. It's not, you can't make that happen on your own. You must overcome. Yes, sir. That makes sense a little bit? Yes, yeah. Uh, for me personally, when you were talking about, um, you were asking a question about, do you think someone can be better than an, another person? I think, um, I personally don't agree with that, because I think some, some people are better than others. In what way? And, are you better than others? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. In what way? So, if you look at it from like a sociological standpoint, um, that's like saying, would you rather have a rotten steak or a fresh one? It's like, like saying what? It's like saying, would you rather have a rotten steak, like you're going to eat steak, or would you rather have a fresh one? How are you better than others? Well, I'm not a rotten steak. <laughs> no, um, How would you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, in a society, in a society, from a sociological standpoint. Because in that fallen state, we're all the same. All the same. But when you overcome and return to the Father, we're all the same. Really. From, nothing changed. Well, from a sociological standpoint, in order for us to have a good society where you can have fellowship, like even everyone in this room, I mean, for us to all be in this room and have a certain level of calm and peace and be on the same and be able to have a discussion, we all have to have a similar character in a way. But you can take, you know... How are you better than others? My moral character and... And what's um, your moral character? My moral character comes from, you know, my, from me, myself. And you create this, your own moral character? Yes. And how do you do that? Um, through being self-aware of myself and uh, taking time to get to know myself. And, and uh, so you create your own character? Yes. Amazing. See, I tell you, he ain't no good. <laughs> well, there's... There, <laughs> character there's, come from God. It doesn't come from you. It comes from God to some extent, but it also comes from your life experiences, and it also comes from, from nope, within. No, it comes from God only. Mm. Your ego have you thinking that you're created, but you're not. Oh, yeah, maybe. But there's, when it comes to like you were talking about before, like, say, like a child molester, you know, or even certain people that are like murderers and people that do really horrible things like rape and kill and, and do all this kind of stuff. Like, there's certain lines within certain people that they will not cross. Like, probably most people in this room would not do those things. Right. But they're doing other things. They may be doing other things. but so it doesn't make them any better than the robber or In a society, it does. But in a society, that's because society is in a fallen state. Yeah, but society looks at the, these types of things like rape, uh, murder, child molestation. These things poke out into our psyche for a reason because these things are deemed unfit for society. I mean, even if you look and back so to... so are you of society or are you of God? Well, I, both. Have to you be. both? I live in society, so I have to somewhat be a part of it. are you of society or God? Both. Oh. You have no, to. No wonder you think you're better. You, well, no. It says in the Bible you, are, you live in the world, but don't be of the world. Right. right? 
So I take those that and into so account. Not being, what does it mean not to be of the world? It means to, you can, you have to live in the world. So you're a part of society, so you have to be a part of it. So you can't say, oh, I'm a Christian, so I'm not part of a society. And the Christian monks actually used to do that. The Christian monks used to say, um, back in, you know, I would, I'm in the 1200s or 1300s, they would say, hey, we don't want to be a part of society. We only want to be a part of God, right? And they're still around today. So the Christian monks would go out and they would live in caves to, to extradite themselves from society, well, then they came to find out that when they would spend long turns in isolation, that they would become to have like, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, they would go insane. And then they would, some of them would have like some experiences, you, you can read about it, but they would have like uh, religious experiences and some of them would go insane, but then they, then they realized that most of them left because they realized that they could be a part of God, but they could not take themselves out of the, out of the society because we were, uh, what's it called? Um, um, social creatures by nature. So Amazing. That's what it means when they say... The young man behind you want to respond. Say again? The young man behind you want to respond to that. Okay. Do you agree with that? Just one second. Let, let, let me just finish my, what, I, what I'm getting at. Make it short. Make it real short. So, in a sense, yes, it's good to think that, you know, that we're all love and we all love each other, and it's good to, to try to forgive people. So forgiveness is good. And to say, oh, I hate the child molester within yourself and say, oh, well, I'm better than them is, is, is good. You know, it's good to forgive. But also it's good to be aware that certain human characteristics are better than others. And certain, some things like rape, kill, child molester, those types of things, they're on a far left of bad and evil. I mean, they're not good, and they need to be taken out of society. And, you know, you can make a debate around how, how much you should forgive and how much they just need to be, you know, excommunicated from society. Right. Let the, the, the young man, and then the young lady in the corner. Okay. Do you agree with that? As far as having, like, characteristics that are more ideal than others? Right. I, mean, I don't know what you said. Yeah, obviously. I mean, yeah, you, you'd want to have character. <laughs> I don't quite you, understand what you said. I, I think I get it, but it's like, yeah, you want to have characteristics and ideals to run towards, and you also want to have some to run away from. I kind of get that aspect. I think that's what he was getting at. But to, what does that mean? Like you know, if there are certain characteristics that you know that are evil, that are that are of the fallen state, and then there are, I guess you could call, I guess you can call them the, these all characteristics that are of God. You know, uh, perfect love, honesty. Um, you know, strength, all that stuff. I think those are, we can, you know, most people would agree that they're of God, that God wants you to have these. And then there are others that are, let's say, of Satan. And But when you're in a fallen state, you can't help but follow Satan. I get that. That's so so you've got to have his personality. Yeah, it's funny that you brought this up because uh, a couple days ago, we, uh, some cousins and I were watching, uh, you know, that show, To Catch a Predator, that Chris Hansen guy that goes around. Oh, yeah. He busts, like, the online people. Yeah. It was funny. So I remember watching it back when it was big, you know, a couple of years ago and thinking, you know, these people are like the scum of the earth, uh, you know, death penalty for child molesters, all that stuff. And now it's interesting now watching it, uh, you know, with all this stuff that we're, you know, that we hear. It's like, you know, before I would, I would agree like, oh, child molesters should get, you know, the death penalty. They should be castrated, blah, blah, blah. And then now it's like, you know what, maybe it's instead of harsher punishment. 
that's you know, that's kind of what they gin up when you watch these shows. I could tell like that's what they, they kind of want you to react. Now it's like because there was one episode where he busted like a nineteen year old kid doing that stuff. And it's like, and then he said that Chris Hansen said something like really off the cuff, like if only you know it's good that we were able to grab him at this age, and then that way we can kind of get him straight. And it's like, oh well, there there it is, right there. It's like if only we could have these people. Uh, not so much punish them, but just just have a have a, a way of life where it's not even a thought that they would go down that road. Then that would just save everybody all this grief and. This heartache. is why we have to restore the family, right? That's what so I was the thinking. Fathers and mothers mm-hmm. are good example for the kids, and they won't tr- uh, they won't take that road. Yeah, so it's like if if we sort of um, act out when we go out in the world, and we act in a way that's you know, on the right path, yeah. people will start to pick it up, you know. Absolutely. It's one, you know, it is, there's mockery out there, obviously, that people will, you know, shame you for it. But if, as long as you kind of stick to the straight and narrow and kind of keep your head up high and just go in that direction, I've noticed in my own life, sooner or later, people will start to kind of, like, look at you and, like, with a little bit more admiration and just sort of, like, in little, little ways sort of emulate this th- the things that you've been living in your own life. So I'm, I'm, you know, and just, that starts in the home. It does. I'm, I'm seeing that and, so and the clearly. The kids now don't now. get it anymore. The homes are messed mm-hmm. up, and so the kids are not getting that example from the family first. And when they go out into the streets, mm-hmm. it's bad examples for them, and it seems right. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. The young lady way in the corner. This. When he was talking, I just, when he said, we're all, like, calm in here, and that's why we can do whatever, but it made me think, like... A little loud for me, sure. It made me think that we don't know what people are thinking, and we don't know what they're going through. Because there may be somebody just on the edge that just wants to scream out and just lose it. But we don't know that. They could be sitting here quiet, and we, we don't know that. We, the thing is, we don't know people on the inside. God knows us on the inside. So a child, child molester may be sitting here looking just like everybody else. <laughs> I know it's not <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, even yeah, when, he right. says, when he says to catch a predator, they look like regular people, and you wouldn't know what they were doing until they show up at the place to actually do what's in their mind. So we don't know, we don't know what people are thinking. We don't know what they're like on the inside. That's why we should be good examples so that they can find a way to overcome that stuff. Or at least. But what I notice is that the Christians, the churches, they think just like the world now. Yeah. You know, they don't see that it's a spirit and that we have to overcome the spirit, that human beings are possessed either by evil or by good. But they'll call it something else, and then the Christians start calling it the same thing rather than realize that the person is possessed. Yeah. They need to be born again. Yeah. We've got to change the language. We can't talk like the children of the lie. Everybody sounds just like them. Yeah. They do say that they take over the language first, and then, yep. like, you know, gay used to be happy. Now it's gay. Right. They change the language, and we, for, we start speaking like them, and we forget what we're dealing with. But we got to remember and call it what it is. It's evil, either evil or good. It's nothing else but that. Either right or wrong. The young lady here first. I saw her hand, and then 
So where I saw. Oh, okay. It's either right or wrong, good or evil. Nothing, nothing else. No middle ground. Yes. So when they were talking about um, living in society and it's important to like recognize uh, behavior that's better and behavior that's worse, I think what they were trying to say is just it's important to recognize right from wrong. Yeah. But but what I agree with you on is that right. There's no behavior that shows that you're good or behavior that shows that you're bad because there is no such... Th- we're all the same. There's no such thing as a good man or a good woman. Um, it's the God that we serve. Exactly, yeah. And it's not our, it's not our job to, like, uh, <laughs> try to rank people in order of goodness. Like, oh, are you good or bad? Okay, right. so you're good, but are you a little bit better than this person over here? Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's not our job. So it's not a matter of good and bad. It's just a matter of identifying right from wrong is important, like you say. Absolutely. Yes, sir. It's funny. It just clicked for me. I'm going to contradict what I just said. Um, <laughs> no, so I, said, I, I just said that there are characteristics to run away from and then characteristics to run towards. And it just kind of clicked what she just said. Like, if we... And I, and I saw this myself uh, when I kind of fell off doing the silent prayer for a while and then finally got back on it as a regular routine. I don't need to worry about... I don't need to worry about not doing something the wrong way. Or I don't need to worry about doing something the wrong way because it's like I'm already, if I'm oriented by God, it's just going to go. Absolutely. It's not, I don't have to have like this negative integer to like worry about. I, I can just go in one direction without having to worry, oh, is this, you know, if there's like a dog, you know, like I don't have to pretend like there's a dog chasing me. I can just go in one direction without... Once you return to the yeah. Father, you have no choice but to go the right way. Right. But in that fallen state where you fall away from the Father, you have no choice but to go the wrong way. You cannot make yourself go the right way. Right. It's impossible. That's why a lot of people who try, they end up jumping off the bridge because it doesn't work. It just won't work. You must be born again, return to the Father. There will come a time where I'll return the children to the fathers and the father to the children. It's that time now. Yes, sir. I would say, uh, if when you think about it, we all we all living in sin, so we all have uh, characteristics of, of evil, doing stuff bad. Um, and if you think about some of the people that God used, they they all was killers, Christian killers. You know, Saul, uh, King David. You know, he was worse than a pedophile, and he, God said he's a man after my own heart. Um, so when I think about the comment you said, am I uh, better than a pedophile? My pride would say, yes, I am. All right. My pride would say, I'm better than everybody. Yeah. But I would say, to those people that think that, keep living. Because you're going to go through something that's going to make you get down on your knees. You're going to keep living and going to make you shut your mouth about what other people is going through. Yeah. You know? Um, what point was do you think God was trying to make when he said, this guy is a man after my own heart, even though he had done all those what seemed to be bad things? Uh, because I felt, because if you, if you look at what he was going through, he was worshiping God even when he was a killer. Even when he would do stuff wrong, he would still go repent and say, I'm sorry, God, I love you. You know, God, God, he, he's dancing and playing music in front of everybody that thought, you know, that, that, he was a bad guy. So uh, 
again, we, we all going to make bad decisions. We all going to do bad things. And even if you look at it on another level, me personally, I've seen a judge give a, a, a robber more time than he gave a guy to just kill someone. Reason being because a robber planned this is out. This out. You try, you manipulated, you put these things in place, but a person that killed somebody they did it right then off instinct. So they, they're yeah. saying that. One of the point that, uh, the, the primary point that God was making is that, yes, in that father state, you have all this stuff going on, your ego, you're into whatever you're into, but it's the heart that he cares about. And so it's those who are seeking him, what he does is he changes their heart. Even while you're stealing your junk, he changed the heart. He renew your heart, and then he's back home with you, and you're back home with him, and he starts cleaning up all that stuff that you was into, whatever it may have been. But he cares about the heart. I used to think I had to clean up my stuff first before I could go be with God, right? But that's not the way it is. It's about the heart. The uh, salvation is of the heart. You must overcome the hatred in your heart and return to love. And then he'll fight the battle for you. And that's why he, you know, brought Paul in anyway, because it was about his heart. And then Paul could fall away from all that other stuff. He would take care of that. Christians don't tell you that. And it's amazing. Yes, sir. Oh, I saw uh, the Mexican car wash boy, Samuel. <laughs> Did y'all know Samuel is the Mexican cowboy boy? Y'all heard about him? <laughs> this boy can clean a car. Oh, yeah. He can clean a car. He may not know his flowers, but he know how to clean a car. Oh, yeah, I do. And he cleaned a building. Look how clean the building is. He cleaned the building yesterday or Friday. Friday. That's a hard work. He like the Mexicans used to be. I'm, I'm returning Mexicans to their natural nature. <laughs> Mexicans don't work hard anymore. Nah, they, they, they're all up in that BLM stuff. Yeah. Black and brown. Black and brown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right, so I wanted to bring up... I really want you guys and ladies to understand it's about the heart. So don't be judging yourself. Oh, I'm a drug addict. I'm this, I'm that. It's something that you do and you will overcome when you return to the Father, but you cannot make yourself overcome that. So stop judging yourself. Stop fighting with yourself. You can't even make yourself overcome the anger that you have. So you got to stop judging yourself. Know that it's wrong. Know that it's something that you want to overcome. But your heart must be changed. It's about the heart. And then he'll clean up the stuff. Yes, sir. Yeah, so about this topic, I was on Twitter yesterday, and then I saw a girl that had a lot of interactions, like a lot of likes and retweets on Twitter. She was like, yeah, finally, my, my rapist uh, has been, uh, I, oh, he, he died. My, rapi- my rapist died. And everybody in their mama was, like, cheering her on. Yeah, yeah, good job. All rapists. Yeah, like, you know, and it, it reminded me of what we're talking about right now. And then I was thinking, uh, to, to tie it all in, the story of, in Genesis of Cain and Abel, when, uh, who killed who? I think Cain killed Abel. Okay, Cain killed Abel. Um, God marked Cain, and then he said, whoever kills Cain, whoever takes vengeance on Cain, I'm going to um, 
give you a higher penalty for that seven times over. Yeah. And thinking about that is like, it's because God understands that it's of the heart. Like, when you're in a fallen state, you're going to want to take vengeance on everybody that hurts you. Yeah. You're going to want to kill. You want to beat them up. You're going to want to destroy them. destroy them, even if it's not you. Like, with the people, everybody cheering on this girl that her rapist died, they're like, yeah, um, F him. Yeah, good. <laughs> but God understands that now if, if you're... If you're playing judge, if you're playing God, your penalty is going to be higher because if if he didn't say that, then we would just self-destruct. Everybody would kill each other. Absolutely. And yet we need the law of the land to contain the lawless because they're not being contained by the heart. And so we need laws of the land. Otherwise, everything would go crazy like it is now. But children of God, they would never break those laws. So you don't need those laws because you will follow the law of the heart. So it's for those who don't have the law of the heart. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you guys touched on a lot of what, was, what I was seeing for myself. Um, but, you know, what this gentleman was saying um, is a big part of the illusion of this world and of, of Satan making us think that we are God. Um, that we, you know, the idea that we are better be some for somebody because we haven't raped or we haven't done this. Yeah. Because I came to see it myself through certain things, you know, um, when life happens. Like, I did certain things that I just never thought I would do, and I, would sp- I spoke against before I ever did them. And so, you know, the battle of good and evil is in all of us. Yeah. And so for us to think that we won't go that far, I, I'll, I'll go this far, but I'll never go this far. Never, ever, 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 but never, never, ever, ever. Mama Mia never, ever say what you will or will not do. Exactly. You're lying to yourself. Really. It's best to just wait and see. Never say you want, because Satan's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you down the road. <laughs> You're playing God. We don't know what we're going to do. We take it one day at a time, one minute at a time, and let God's will be done. We don't know what we will or what You say, oh, I'd never rob a bank. <laughs> and then you walk into a bank, it looks so tempting. <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed that? Put the mask on. Yeah, that's right. I have the mask on already. <laughs> and this teller is not paying attention. <laughs> she won't recognize me. I have the mask on. The cameras won't know. He attempt you. Next thing you know, you're robbing a bank. And you be like, what the? <laughs> Never say what you want to do. Really. We are not God. We are not in control. And as far as being of the world, we can't make ourselves. I don't mean go hide behind a rock or be one of those folks you mentioned, a monk. We're supposed to be in the world, conquering the world, because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So we got to be in the world because we are the light of the world. And if you go and hide behind a rock, what's good? What's the point of having a light? But God will cause us to be in it, but not of it. He made all that stuff happen. We can't make that happen on our own. So don't hide. I think the Buddha people hide too, don't they? Yeah. They get all fat and hide. <laughs> I noticed I met some third eye people. Have you ever met a third eye person? Yeah. 
There's a, a, a folks out there, oh, I got three eyes. Okay. <laughs> I heard, you heard of the third eye people, right? Yes, yes. But they're so weak and pathetic, they don't stand for anything. I'm like, what's the purpose of being a son of God and you still act like a child of Satan? Weak and afraid and out of control and whatever. So we got to be in the world. We shouldn't go and hide. We got to deal with it. We got to overcome. Hold on, it's not possible. What? Well, we'll come back. I'll come back. Go ahead, buddy. Um, yeah, no. The last point I want to make is just that um, this idea, this illusion, being under this illusion that we are better than somebody because we haven't gone that far. This right. far is a lot of what we're seeing in the world today because it really blinds people. You know, a lot of the BLM stuff and different people I've talked to. They really feel like they're doing the right thing. They feel justified. Yes. They feel like they're better than, so say, a Trump supporter or Donald Trump himself. And they don't realize that they are, you know, what they're doing. They're completely they blind. They cannot see. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a so really strong illusion. So you say, I would illusion. never burn down a building. I can't believe Black Lives Matter burning down a building. And before you get home, you set a building on fire. <laughs> But they can't see. We, I know that they can't see what they're doing. I was talking to some, a family member last night about this whole stuff that's happening. And they were like, well, how about the Capitol? I was like, what about it? Uh, if it had been a bunch of black folks, everybody would have been killed. Uh, he was like, you remember the KKK? They used to kill us. I was like, are you dead now? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not dead now, but they didn't kill us. <laughs> and I'm like, when did this happen with the KKK thing? Uh, in the late 60s and 50s. I'm like, what year is it now? <laughs> People act, we, it's crazy to be living in the past that doesn't exist. And then you treat people based on something that happened a long time ago. As you know, you got to be crazy when you do stuff like that. I don't, and they were like, you remember the KKK? I do, but I don't remember all that. It, because that's over now. White people had nothing to do with the KKK. You know what I'm saying? And, but if you're angry in a fallen state, it feels like all white people are the KKK. It's crazy, man. That's why the heart got to be renewed. Yeah. And that's why what you say is 100% true. It really is a blessing to be, to return to God. It is. It's like, it's grace because, you know, you could easily have gone down that path and gone so far, but, you know, God brought us back. So it's Satan's job is to rob, steal, and kill, to destroy you. He wanted to destroy the soul. So you better wake up or you lose your soul. Absolutely, man. Absolutely right. You miss your hair? No, not at all. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> so when you, he used to have a, an afro. Yeah, it was turning into dreadlocks. Yeah. yeah. So when you look in the mirror, what do you see now? Like, oh, my God, what happened? No, no. <laughs> I, feel, uh, I feel more like myself. You do? Yeah. Nice. When I look in the mirror, I see, yeah, it's like a, more of a light. Now, right yeah. on, man. Yeah. Amazing. Is this your first time here? Yeah. What do you, what's your name? Then I had a mic on um, my name is Sarani. And nice how did you find you us? Um, this guy right here, a good friend of mine, his name's Raul. He's talked a lot about you. And, okay. Yeah. Any questions about what we're talking about now or anything? Um, 
I don't really have any questions. I did grow up in the church, so I I do see that you touch on some of that. It's definitely different than traditional yeah. church, um, but I don't have any questions. No. Uh, were, were you a Bible thumper? I wasn't a Bible thumper. I wouldn't say no. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I never I never got that far. Yeah. In, yeah. Did you try to become one? I tried to be a good person and do the right thing. And it didn't work out, huh? Eventually, eventually I, I got older and left the church. But what now? Eventually, I got older and left the church, and I didn't. I didn't go to church every Sunday anymore. What made you stop? Um, I think I just got older, and my mom wasn't forcing me to go every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Busy, busy life. Have you forgiven your mother? <sighs> No, we're about to have church. No. You haven't forgiven your mother? No. Why not? But this guy has talked to me all about that, forgiving my parents. And why have you done it? Um. Um. <laughs> when you um, go, I guess um, I haven't. You know about the lie. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I feel like I have forgiven them in my own way. In so what way is that? Forgiven them on the inside. Inside of what? My heart. Oh. You know, I've told them that I've told them in my heart and to myself for myself. Did they hear that you? I do forgive them. Did they hear you when you told them in your heart? No. Well, you haven't told them. Okay. God said, go and forgive and I will forgive you. He didn't mm-hmm. say do it in the heart. Mm-hmm. Even though it does take place in the heart, but you have to go to the person and forgive them. And are you afraid to do that? Maybe. <laughs> I don't think that I'm afraid, no. But I think it would be a tough conversation. And why? Because maybe they don't know that they have something to be forgiven for. Everybody they know they do. They're perfect. They may not admit it, but they know they do. But it's not up to them to know it or not. It's for you to forgive them. Don't ask for forgiveness. Don't apologize for anything you've done. You're just apologizing for hating them judging them, playing God, and then God will release you from them and give you back your identity. And then fear and all that will leave. But you can't do it just in your heart. You got to face them, so, especially the mother. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> the mother's like going up against Hitler. Mm. And, yeah. What? Pretty, sim- pr- pretty similar people sometimes. Yeah. People. Amazing. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you want to do it in your heart. That's a cow the way out. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, Lord, I'll just do it in my heart. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work that way. Got it. I'm going to work on forgiving them and out loud. What do you need to forgive your mother for? What do you mean? <laughs> How was it for you growing up with her? Um, well, oh. she was never married to my dad. So I was born out of wedlock. Um, and then she got remarried to my sister's dad and she had beautiful kids out of it, but her marriage was not a good marriage. And then, so eventually they got divorced and then she did a lot of dating. So I never really had a, I guess, um, a good father figure growing up. And, um, were you able to see your father while growing up? Um, every now and then. And what kept you from him? Um, he had like 10 baby mamas. 
So he had to go visit all of them. <laughs> Ten you know, baby mama. Keep up with all the kids. Um, <laughs> and he moved to Texas when I was like five. Amazing. Yeah. And are you able to get in contact with him now, reach him now? Yeah, we talk. We talk. Have you? Why have you said, I'm sorry for resenting you for not being around? I feel like he needs to do some apologizing. <laughs> you feel like he owe you an apology? Um, I, th- I feel like he could apologize because he was an adult and I was a child. And are you an adult now? Yes. And so adults take responsibility for what? <laughs> for their, I guess, hatred and dislike. For yourself, yeah. For ourselves. I yeah. recommend you do what you want, of course, but you forgive him. They can't, neither one of them can help themselves. Mm. If they could have done, they're looking for love. That's why they had so many men and women in their lives, right? Mm-hmm. So they didn't have love to give you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to pass it down to the next generation in your life, you must forgive. Otherwise, you're gonna have a whole lot of baby daddies too. Oh. <laughs> or if not, I don't think if, so. But or if not, you're gonna screw up the kids. You won't be able to help yourself. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And so just say, hey, I'm sorry for hating you. Okay. I can do that. I can apologize for hating them. Yeah, and you're going to shake in your boots, especially with the mama. (laughs) And so if the mother starts yelling, I did my best. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like her. So what? (laughs) She'll say that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I need to be forgiving you. (laughs) She'll say that too. I rest my case. (laughs) Or she start crying, or she fall out and die. You just look at, oh, mama dead. <laughs> I'm glad I forgave her before she died. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. And then, and then find out she has some insurance. She does have life insurance. Oh, she has life Thank goodness. It's in the kitchen drawer. Oh, wow. On the right. Yeah. Go and get it. Cash it in before your brother and sister find out. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I would share. I would and have share. a cheap little funeral and go live your life. But you must... <laughs> Forgive. Yes. Right? I agree. Really? I agree. We and should don't forgive. let Satan talk you out of it. You heard me say all thoughts are lies, right? Say it again. All thoughts are lies. All thoughts are lies. Yes. Okay. Thoughts. Not T-H-O-T-S, right? <laughs> J-K, J-K. <laughs> what the... <laughs> I'm just Did kidding. you know that all thoughts are lies? All thoughts are lies. Have you ever had a true thought? Um, um I don't know. I, I I would have to think about that. I don't. I'm not sure. I'd have to really think about that. I feel like I've had truthful thoughts. Like what? I think like when I'm you know in bed at night and I'm reflecting on the day. I can think about you know some things that I went through the day and reflect on it and and say hey you know I did that like. You know, maybe this is something that I need to work on. But when you're reflecting, you're not thinking on it. Hmm. You're just remembering how your day was. Okay. Every thought is a lie. No such thing as a true thought. Hmm. They build you up to let you down and let you down to build you up. They make you think that yesterday was horrible. Tomorrow's going to be better. Have you noticed that? Yes. You have noticed that? Yes, sort of. And did you believe them when they say tomorrow will be better? Hmm. Um, I think so, yeah, because it's like a fresh start. Right. So I think I've always hoped that the next day will be better. And then tomorrow's worse. 
Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, it, they lie to you. But if you live in the presence of God, right in the present, and not think, he said, don't think about tomorrow or yesterday, and to bring every thought into captivity, because they're all lies, they're not from him. He said that his voice is a voiceless voice. Mm. He revealed things to you, and Satan talked to you. Mm. But once you go and forgive your mother and return to your father by forgiving him, you're going to get away from thoughts and just live by revelation. Mm. You become a daughter of God. And then tomorrow, take care of yourself. You're not concerned about it. Mm. But you got to face your mother. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's a, it, you're going to be afraid, and you and Satan's going to say, oh, don't do it. You're going to hurt her feelings, or she's going to get mad. He's setting you up. Pay that no mind. And have no expectation. Just wait until you do it. All right? All righty. And if you're afraid, take your friend. He look, are you white or Mexican? <laughs> take him. Take the, He's Cuban. Cuban. Take him. Cuban. Take the Cuban with you. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That'll be interesting. But you can read the Bible until the cows come home. You can go to church until you're black and blue in the face. Mm-hmm. You can give money, but if you don't forgive, you have nothing. Mm. You don't have courage. You don't have the light of God. You have nothing. Mm. But once you forgive, you have it all. You've got to face it to overcome the fear. Mm. All right? Okay. Sounds good. Do you disagree with any aspect of that? No. No? I agree. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Let me know how it goes. Okay. Will do. All right. Yes, sir. Go face her. <laughs> so what now? You, you're dreading it already? Yeah. I know how you feel. And then I bet if I saw your mother, she sounds so holy. Yeah, Yeah, like, oh, church woman. Ain't nothing but hell. Yeah. Godly woman, huh? Yes. Uh, I do have a minor disagreement about the forgiveness concept. Uh, the young lady uh, sparked something in my mind. I've been meaning to ask your opinion about Jesse or anybody else in the room. Uh, scripture talks about forgiveness quite a lot. Obviously, we're all pretty familiar with that. And there's uh, some differences. I think it has to do maybe with the translation of the Greek or whatnot. But there's some differences about forgiveness. One of them, for example, a young lady was talking about doing it in our heart, which a lot of people in here say. And I know you discourage that uh, versus the idea of going, saying face-to-face about forgiveness. And all the examples in the, in the New Testament about forgiveness, when people go to someone and say out loud that they forgive that person, that's when that person has made an apology, right? So that, that's the only examples that we have in the New Testament of somebody face-to-face forgiving another person. The first part of it in the heart is the most important part. So if somebody has wronged us, we are absolutely 100% called, super clear, no question, not to have anger, not to have resentment, not to have any of those kind of feelings toward that person because of something they've done wrong. But in terms of going actively and forgiving somebody face-to-face, that only happens in the New Testament when that person has apologized. To you for offending you? When they've done anything wrong, somebody's apologized, we have to accept that as a believer we have to accept that, and we have to give the forgiveness in that situation. We have no choice. That's a command. I, I don't. You're saying that if someone did something to me, something to me, someone wrongs you and apologizes. 
for right. it. You have to forgive them as a, as a Christian. You're commanded to do that. You have to. You have to verbally, in, in person. But you, if they don't apologize, then what? If they don't apologize, then, then our calling, and your calling in that case, is, according to Scripture, is, is obviously, like you say, not to have anger, not to have resentment, not to hold on to the fact that that person has wronged you. You cannot hold on to that at all. But to go and say something physically, let's take an extreme example. Somebody rapes you, right? Somebody rapes you and thinks that it's perfectly fine, and they're going on living your life, you're not supposed to go track that person down and tell them that you forgive them. That's not a blessing to that person. That's not a blessing, and that's not what we're called to do. Why isn't that a blessing to that person? Because, (laughs) well, Scripture doesn't say this exactly, but in my opinion, it's not a blessing to that person because that person needs to live with what they've done and not be given this strong signal that maybe it's just fine what they've done. They need to live with that. That's between them and God. We're not supposed to give them a pass. But by apologizing for resenting them is for your sake, because if you don't, if you resent them, you'll become like them. Totally agree about the resenting part. No question. That's totally scriptural. But you shouldn't, you don't need to wait for them to apologize either. Because God, and when you, when this young lady forgive her mother and return to her father, forgive the father for not being there to protect her from the mother, God will forgive her. And no matter what happens in life from that point forward, it will be impossible to hate. You cannot hate because now you're of love and perfect love cast out the spirit of hate. And so whatever happens, you won't, as Sammy was saying, you won't try to get revenge. You wouldn't uh, hate them for it. But the law has, you know, the law would have to do what the law is to deal with the person, but she'll be free from it. And if she does, if, but if she has not forgiven her mother, returned to her father, and someone raped her, she become angry. She's going to think every man on earth is a rapist. And she'll treat every man as though they're a rapist. But if she does not hate him, then she will see that that was that individual, and all men are not like that. Yeah, well, I mean, we're on the but same But you page. can't wait for someone to say, I'm sorry to you, because most people are not going to apologize. Look, look at her sure. mother. Her mother will not apologize. She let her go to hell before she apologized. Right. And that's our job in that case, not to have anger and not to have resentment toward that person. No that's question why you, about when it. you see that you're a judge, you have to go and forgive. The thing I noticed, too, when you forgive your mother, return to your father, you no longer have anger in your heart. So you don't hold anything against anyone. Even you, if you do, if you can't find them, it wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. Because now you're free. Yeah, I mean, you can go and apologize for something that, that you feel like maybe even even holding on to a, a anger or resentment and you're having that kind of relationship with somebody that you have resentment there and you're you're keeping a distance for them or you're saying bad things to them. You can even your mom, dad, whatever, you can go apologize for those things and that would be godly for sure. Well the only thing you should apologize is for judging them. Judging God. them. Sure, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, you could go and apologize. That's not forgiveness. That's not forgiveness. That's apologizing for your own action, right? So forgiving somebody that's but done that something. is forgiveness because all people who are judging are unforgiving people. They don't forgive, they judge, they play God. And so when you go and apologize, because unforgiveness is playing God. And that's why if you don't do it, you have no peace. So when you go and forgive, you stop playing God. That's what the sin is, too. The sin is not the dope, the sex, the whatever you do, right? The sin is hating, playing God. That's why God said we must confess our sin. We've been playing God. And then he would clean up the job. But until you can admit you're playing God, you can never be free. And it's not up to the other person at all.
to come to you. I agree. I absolutely agree. Just your, your definition of forgiveness is just a little bit different than what's in the scripture. You're using the word a little bit differently, but that's, that's just a translation thing. There's scripture I'm just, to back up what you're saying, too. Said that they should apologize? That you should go to your brother if they sin against you, privately point out the offense. Yeah. If they confess it, you have won them back. And, if, and once you go and say, hey, I'm sorry for hating you, for whatever, right? You're done with it. You don't have to go any further with it. You don't have to go to Leroy or May May or anybody. You're free from it. Joel, that's not related. And then you start to deal with life in the right way. That's not related to forgiveness. Are you talking about some other topic? I didn't understand. I'm familiar with Matthew 18, what you're reading, but that's not related to forgiveness. What is that related to? This is forgiveness. It says, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out their offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. Right. If they sin against you, you do go forgive them. If If another brother or sister has done a wrong you are called in that case, in that verse, to go to them actually and to point out their wrong. That's not what we're talking about right here, but you... Well, it is you, forgiveness because they wronged you, just like their parents. If your parents, you know, made you sin or you fell away, you go and forgive them to restore yourself. Okay, again, that verse is not about forgiveness, but to use it with regard to parents. If parents have done something wrong... Yeah. All that? right, but if that works for you, stay with it. If what works... Uh, if you I'm gonna, just telling you what's in the Bible. I'm if you're going to wait me. for them to come and apologize to no, you. No, no, I never said that, Jesse. Don't put words in my mouth, Jesse. I did not say wait for somebody to apologize. Not wait, that. but if you expected them to. I didn't say that either. But what's your point then? <laughs> my point is you're not called in the Scripture to what, apologize. What's the point then? You're not called in Scripture to go make an apology to someone, to, to forgive someone in person, face-to-face, unless they have made an apology. There's no example of that in the So what God said, before you might, enter into the kingdom of heaven, go and forgive, that's not going to the person? No, it's not what, it doesn't have any examples of that in the New Testament. Amazing. Well, I don't want to argue the Bible with you. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I accept that. Yeah, it's, I'm just saying, is this a difference in, in the definition of the word? It's not, right. it's not that important, the, the distinction of it, because even from the Greek, there's different words of what forgiveness means. So it's just it's a distinction there. And you, you might feel like that has worked well. I'm not saying the Bible says don't do that. The Bible doesn't say don't go and give forgiveness in person to somebody. It doesn't say don't do it. It says to do it. it yeah, it says, it says to do it when somebody has apologized. It doesn't say don't do it if they haven't apologized. Oh, it said go to them only if they apologize? After yeah. they have apologized? Yeah. And it doesn't say you can't do it but unless you apologize. When he said, if someone has offended you, go and forgive, right? No. Like, before you enter the kingdom, go and forgive, and I will forgive you. What does that mean to you? Before you enter the kingdom, go and forgive? Right. Yeah, the, the, the translation of that is not, it's not related to the idea that you go in person to someone. Well, how you, what does go mean? I already answered this question, Jesse. I can answer oh, okay. it again. It means do yeah, it in your heart. It means, like do it in your, it means do it in your heart. Yeah. That, that's what it means. There's no when you see, what does happen, though, when you see that you're wrong for hating, yes, it's wrong for what happened, what they did. The parents, it started with the parents. It's wrong that my mother turned me away from my father. It's wrong that my mother hated my father and turned me away, right? When you, and I resent her for it. And when you see that you resent her for it, you have realized that you're wrong, then the heart starts to change right away because you admitted that you're wrong for playing God, judging your parents. And then you go and forgive her, the rest is easy. 
But it does take place in the heart when you see that you're wrong. Yeah, that's Absolutely. the most important part. No question right. about it. Okay. Um, I saw some more hands, but I forgot. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, um, I, I've been thinking about this all week. Uh, I don't think that I, I don't think that the Bible at all even matters. Like the book itself, I think that people have this affinity to the Bible when I think actual real knowledge is from innately within you. Like, I mean, people, people go to school, they read Carl Jung, they read Nietzsche, and they're the stupidest people on the planet. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I just think, like, that book, like, I think it's an amazing book. It has great stories in it. But right. if someone were to burn that book in front of me, I wouldn't care because it's just a book to worship a book that's been rewritten so many times. And if we're speaking about all these other books, like, like I, I myself, I read it a lot. All reading really does is make you articulate. That's really all it does. I know. Just ask Joel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joel been reading a lot of super chats. He got better. <laughs> yeah. No. So, no. So you're right. The word of God is in our heart. The word, it's it's and written. The Bible point back to that. That's why you get to know yourself. Then you will see that everything you're looking for, everything you want to know, is already with you. Mm-hmm. But you can't enter in there and live it until you overcome the hatred. Stop playing God by forgiving. But yeah. what we're looking for, the Bible is a road map. It's not to be worshipped. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just a road map back to yourself. Jesus said, look within. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, if someone tell you, look here, look there, don't do it. Look within. And a lot of people are looking everywhere but within. And that's why they're not finding it. The word made flesh is inside. You have God there. You have the Holy Spirit there. And you have the teacher. Everything, this is, everything you need to know is inside too. This is why you should let no one teach you. Yeah. Because the moment they start teaching you, you lose sight of the Holy Spirit. You can see that with little children. Um, when they come, first come into the world, they're like innocent. They're paying attention. They're picking things up. They're learning, right? Discovering. But the first thing mama does, say hi, say bye, say thanks, say hello, go do this. And so the kids become angry and it take them away from that innocent. And now they're looking to someone else to teach them, to train them. And if someone else training you, they give you the wrong information. If they're not pointing you back to yourself, let it go in one ear and out the other. You could hear it, but don't hold on to it. Let it go one ear and out the other one, and the Holy Spirit will remind you what's true or not. It really will. But you got to trust the Holy Spirit. He's inside of you, and he'll remind you of all things. Really, he's an amazing teacher. But if you're looking to someone outside to teach you, it's not going to work for you. You just got another person's opinion. Even when I speak, let it go in one ear and out the other. I could be lying, Right? And, but you don't know it until you see it for yourself. Let this young man have the mic. You don't know it until you see it for yourself. Then it's yours because God has, re- in the black right here, yeah. I know, I want to ask you something. <laughs> you were here last week, right? Yeah. And what did you do? How did things go this week? Uh, it was fine, right? Was... Are you, uh, did you do it? Did you go and forgive or anything? Um, I, I talked to my dad 
Uh, this week I talked to my brother. Um, like I said last week, I had I had forgiven my dad over. My, my my family's on the East Coast, so I I, I don't really see it. Oh, you can't reach your mother. Uh, I mean, I can talk to her on the phone. I'm just saying, like I I don't see them in person. Can you right FaceTime now. with her? Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Uh, so and why I'm, have you done that? Um. I, I don't know. I, at this point, I just, I'm not, I guess I'm just not there yet to be, you know what I mean? It's just, I, I'm just not, I'm just not there yet, I guess. You're not where I, yet? At a point where I could say, okay, I forgive and, and, and actually feel like I've forgiven. I mean, yes, I can say the words. That's not hard. Right. Actually feeling it and meaning it. And, and and being able to just let shit go are two different things. Did you say... Did you, say uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you a Okay, so you're upset with whatever, right? And, okay, so you forgive them. But if that thing is still bothering you, then what's the point of saying the words? And why do you think it will still bother you once you forgive? Because I've done it many times. Oh, I see. Um, have you apologized to her for hating her for what she did to you? Many times. You say, I'm sorry for hating you? Yeah. You have said that to your mother? I've said, I'm sorry for hating you, sorry for cursing. I've you know, apologized. Let's put it this way. They're tired of, of, of I'm sorry's. Oh, uh, I don't blame them. You know what I mean? Are you doing the silent prayer? Yeah. And how's that going? It's going. I'm, I'm, I can't really stay still for too long but uh, I'm I'm doing it I'm getting I guess a little better yeah um, so you get what made you think you're getting a little better because I can do it a little longer than the yeah. first time I tried it yeah um, I found just what you were talking about before with the every thought is a lie thing stopping like trying to remember that when I'm stuck in my head and like okay this is bullshit let it go and move on to something else like, this is the only church where you can curse <laughs> sorry it's, it's a bad 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 habit my, my fault no but, you can't help it i understand but what, what i'm saying is is that you know some it, it, it's it at least for me it's so it's really easy to just stand you know to just sit in in anger or or or, or frustration and just and just run with it and but if if I stop and say, wait a minute, I don't really feel this way. I'm just frustrated, or I'm just being selfish, or I'm not thinking what how the other person feels, whatever it might be. If I just try to, if I just say, okay, I'm, I'm I just got to stop. Don't feed into it. Stop. This isn't true. And then go do something that is going to take my mind off. And the next thing I know, I'm not worried about it anymore you know what I mean I, I I feel like I'm not I'm not sitting in 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 misery as long as I typically yeah would stay with Does the prayer yeah I do stay with the side of the prayer because the only reason you're feeling is what if you have truly forgiven them the only reason you're still feeling is where you're still lost in those thoughts and you're coming out of them and they make you feel good or they make you feel angry they make you feel like things are well and it's not it just set you up. But when you're out of those thoughts, you're doubting them, 
You can't help but have faith in God. Nothing's left but faith. And in that, you're coming back to yourself. Mm. It's taking, he's taking care of you. But you got to doubt every thought. Mm. And it's going to be a while before you can do that because you, once you wake up and you realize you're in your head, mm-hmm. you start growing away from it. And sometimes you still get caught up. You just know you're in a thought and you feel that way and it's just not real. It's just you believe the lie. And just relax in it and keep doing your day and you'll be fine. And don't judge yourself. Don't let Satan tell you, oh, it's not working. Oh, you still get angry. It's a setup. Let it all pass. But stay with the silent prayer. And five minutes is better than no minutes. All right? And that's why you notice a little change is happening. You're on your way. You'll be fine. Thank you. And stop judging yourself. That makes sense? Yeah. Any questions about anything? Um, I'm glad you came back, man. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking what you guys were talking before about, you know, do you think you're better or do I think I'm better than anybody? Or I, I feel like for me, I, 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 I'll judge people. Like when I'm, if I'm judging someone real harshly, like, oh, how could this person do whatever, right? Kill somebody, right? How could they do it? It's usually because I'm failing to imagine the conditions that would be necessary for me to do the exact same thing. Yeah. That's why you have to keep your eyes on yourself. Yeah. And when you keep your eyes on yourself, you're going to see evil all around you. You're going to see reality of what's happening, but you're, all going to, you're also going to see that they can't help themselves. Yeah, because like when I was younger, I was never, I, I was into sports and I was healthy. Yeah. I didn't do drugs or anything. And I never understood, how can anybody, you know, waste their life on that? How can anybody do that? And I just, you know, thought I was better than them. And the next thing I know, I was the worst of the worst of the worst. And that experience kind of really opened my eyes. And it's like, you just think there's no way I could possibly do something like that. Yes, you can. You just don't know it yet. That's why you shouldn't lie to yourself. I I never do drugs, (laughs) right? That's a lie. Yeah. But if you see that, oh, this is a drug addict, but don't judge him or say what you will or will not do, it'll be fine. Yeah. Because that's discernment. Yeah. All right? Good, man. I'm glad you're back. Thank you. I was watching the news to see that you jump off a bridge or something. <laughs> I heard you talking about me on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you look I tried better calling. Too. I couldn't get through. <laughs> you tried to call? Oh, good. You seem different. A little better, too. Because last week you were a mess. <laughs> but you see, you better stay with the silent prayer. And just notice those thoughts. This is you. This is not you. You've been in there where you fell into anger and you've been believing a lie. And it just set you up to get worse, right? But now God is bringing you out of there. And, and the real you looking at the not you. So you're going to see it. It's just going to get better for you. You can't do anything about it, but observe it. All right? Yeah. Good, man. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Amazing. Let me take here, and then I'll come back to you, okay? Yes, sir. Uh, Real quick, uh, because I want to help somebody. Um, This is what helps me. Um, When I think about forgiveness, what I I do for myself and what has helped me, I forgive that person first in my heart, right? And then I ask God to present the opportunity for me to forgive that person in person, verbally, because 
you didn't hurt me once. I don't want to give you the next time to try to kill me, you know. So uh, if, if it, you know, if it comes, hey, hey, this is a good situation. I want to let you know I forgive you. But what I learned to do is, since we wrestle not amongst flesh, right, I, I go for the head of the snake, right? So example use that if I was standing in my yard and I got this pit bull, my dog sitting beside me, and you come walking by down the sidewalk, and I tell my dog, go sick him, right? Who would you be mad at in that situation, me or the dog? Both. I'll be mad at the dog while I'm kicking the dog, and then I'm mad at you. <laughs> I'm like, get this stupid dog out of here. And then right, so, that's the owner. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I learned to go for the head of the snake. Now, you know, I got you. One thing I want you to know, really, once you get to know yourself and you see that it's wrong to hate, and then you go and forgive, 99.9% of the time you're with the mother first because you have her identity. And that's why God said you must be born again. You're born of the flesh, so you take on your mother's identity and you, by becoming angry. And you become like what you're angry at. And you take on the same. And you say, I'd never be like my mother, right? And so you, you try hard not to be like her. But you end up like her anyway. And then, so once you forgive her because you, come through, you came through her, then you return to the Father. You get back. God forgive you. You get back your identity, and it's impossible to hate anyone. So if your dog jump on me, I'm not going to hate you. I'm going to take action, but I won't hate you for it. You know, if someone offend me down the road, I'm just not going to hate them. I can see that is wrong, that they've done me wrong, and they can't help it. So once you forgive, you never have to forgive again because you're no longer, you no longer have that spirit inside of you. He would take it out. And you will no longer have to worry about that, really. And until you start living it, it's going to be hard to believe it because Satan makes you think that's impossible, right? But it is with him, it's nothing but love, perfect love. And so no matter what happens, you won't hate. It's just impossible to hate because you're not of hate. This young lady in the paint want to ask me something. Oh, did I come to you, buddy? Okay. Yes, ma'am. I didn't have a question. I was just listening. You was what? I was just listening. Speaking of the mic, what I didn't have a question. Oh, is this your first time here? Yes. And what were you thinking? Nothing. I'm not in my thoughts. Do you just, this your first time here? What's your name? Ania. Ania. How did you find out about us? Well, I've been watching you for four years. I found out about you when I was 15 years old. Wow. So you're walking on water. Yeah. Nice. How old were you? I was 15. I'm 19 now. And so, did you go and forgive your mother and stuff? Yeah, I actually forgave her yesterday. Oh, how did that go? It went really well. I actually felt a lot lighter. Yeah. And I'm surprised Speaking she didn't like, overreact as much as she did. Yeah. So, yeah, it Were went you well. nervous about doing it? A little bit, but as I kept talking, it became easier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. You're going to be afraid to face mama, but once you get to her, you're going to be out of breath. So he's going to tell you, no, 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 not your mama. He's going to hurt mama's feelings. But they say, hey, mother, I'm sorry for hating you. You know, once you open up, it gets better and better. So you've been listening for four years, but you just went yesterday. What took so long? Um, I didn't have enough courage. 
You didn't have what? I didn't have enough courage. Yeah. yeah. And so how did you finally make up your mind to do it? What happened? Well, I was watching another video of yours. I don't know what it was, but you were talking about forgiveness. And I just, you know, I was kind of sick of the way that I was. Yeah. And I saw something special in you, how peaceful you are, how you move, you know, without any, like, worries and how you're just speaking directly to people without any care about how they might affect, you know, how it might affect their feelings, things yeah. like that. And I wanted that. I just kept talking to myself, like, whatever Jesse has, I want that, you know, for myself. So, and then you started talking about how I can get it through forgiveness. So, like, you know, let me call my mom first. And then I told her. But then you was like, I was watching a video, you were like, no, nah, you got to go to her, you know? <laughs> so now I ended up going to her the next day and told her, to, you know, to her face, like, Mom, I'm sorry for being so angry at you. I don't want to hate you anymore, you know? Um, I forgive you, you know? Because when my mom would talk to me, my blood would just boil. Yeah. She would just make me angry. Yeah. And in spite of me, like, not necessarily trying to, you know, disrespect her or show that to her, you know, it still happened. And I just kind of, now I don't feel that way anymore. So, yeah. Right on. You're amazing. I knew you wanted to say something. And so, <laughs> and so uh, did, do you know who Joel is? Yeah. yeah. Where is he? Um, a friend. You but see him I, right I actually now? was with him. Like I was um, one of his um, clients for like his uh, dancing thing. So yeah. what now? I was dancing with him at one point. Really? Yeah. I, I was with Joel. His program. Yeah. What the? <laughs> Joel has his own dance studio, so yeah. that's good. And did you forgive your father yet? Well, I never really had any anger towards my father. It was really yeah. my mom. Like she yeah. had the issue. Yeah. Ninety-nine point nine 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 point nine. Not all, not all, not all. But nine nine nine. But not all. Percent of the people don't hate their fathers. Men and women, boys and girls, yearn for their father. They love the father. They hate the mother. But the mother made them think they hate the father. So they start hating the father with, their, with the mother's hatred and not their own. You're absolutely right. Well, welcome. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. That is an amazing story. And it's amazing that God been working with you all your life, but especially at 13. And he just didn't let you go. And now you're free. You got, it's, it's, that's amazing, Joel. Um, yes, sir. And then I got to start winding this down. So I've had like 20 minutes to formulate this thought. Uh, so, <laughs> so wow. <That's> it. <laughs> so let, let me first, let me start off first by saying that I agree with you that hate is bad. It's, yes. Hate is like the worst thing you could ever do. Like hating something is just a path down that you just don't want to go. Why is hate bad? The, the reason that hate is such a bad thing is because what you start to do is you start to ruminate over the act that someone do or, you know, maybe a race, an ethnicity, maybe it'd be an action, maybe it'd be um, this or that. And what can happen is you can become consumed by the negative action that they're doing. So what you do is you become consumed with, the, the, with this negative uh, thought process of what they're doing and you can actually not be paying attention to what you're doing that's wrong. So I agree with you that it's bad to hate because it takes, it takes off the self-awareness module that we have. So in order for me to be self-aware, I have to be completely focused on what I'm doing and not what someone else is doing wrong. So in that point that you said, I agree with you. You should focus on yourself and not hate someone else. Because right. you're, in that aspect, we're not better. So I'm not better than someone 
um, because I need to be self-aware of myself and not pass judgment on them because if I pass judgment on them, then I'm not, you know, living my life into its full capacity. So in that way, I agree with you. But what I was saying was that every aspect of human life is a form of judgment onto the shoes we wear in the morning, what we eat for breakfast, the kind of toothpaste we buy at the store, the kind of deodorant, um, do we get premium or unleaded gas, um, what sunglasses, um, who our friends are, um, when we call our parents, when we forgive our parents. So um, you hate all the, you hate the gas, you hate the... No, I love all that. No, I don't I have no hate, so let me you be clear about that. You hate your shoes? I, Why are you judging your shoes and the gas and all that? Because you have to. I mean, it's, it's What do you human. mean you judge it? So judging by, I mean, you have to, judgment is a, in its simplest form. is. I dis- never knew you judged gas. Yeah. It's, you I judge the gas. I premium gas. Exactly. But why do you want premium gas? Because they made the stupid car that only take premium. No. <laughs> no you, I you, can't. But you, you, want you know the, what I mean? You want, you want the premium gas for your car that you, you your expensive car that you bought. You bought the you bought the but, car. But uh, that's not why I want. I, if they made but, it so I could use a cheaper gas, uh, I do that. Then why wouldn't you just buy a cheaper car that's 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 better? It's cheap the, cars don't last. Exactly. But I exactly. I'm not judging that, it. But that's my point. That's my point. So when you want to make the Judgment selection, mean to hate. No, not necessarily. I mean, it does in some aspect. It can mean to hate, but when you go to pick out the car, you see the car, and you see that that bucket of uh, bolts that rust. That must be a white thing. And you say, discriminate. Yeah. Let me see and all the says, white people who judge the gas. No. <laughs> I get your point, man. I, so, I told so, you. I so when you I'll see when you see the yeah. the bucket of rust and bolts in a lemon car, you say, "Well, I don't want to buy that car. It's it's probably going to break down on me." And then you see the Lamborghini over there, and you have the money to purchase it. Whether it be a smart purchase or a dumb purchase, you say, "Hey, I want the Lamborghini because it's a better car, right?" And regardless of you know, in, but that's in, not judgment; that's discernment. It, but it's, it, exactly, exactly. And you said it earlier. And we're supposed to discern. You are exactly. Right. So when you said that earlier, I was already reading the scripture before, but you did say discernment and discernment in human life and society is very important. And discernment is the one thing in the Bible. And it's said over and over again, but it's mostly the one thing that's forgotten the most. So it's good to forgive and it's good to not hate. But discernment in the Bible is the most important aspect that you can take from it. But that only comes from God. You can't even discern of yourself. That's true. And I do agree that you have it does have to come from God. But what I'm saying is God is not going to like you say, God is a voiceless voice. Right. So you are not. You're not thinking, right? You say that God is a voiceless voice, so God's not coming down from heaven and sending you an email and a text saying, hey, you shouldn't do that or you shouldn't be around that person. You have to at some point take responsibility for your own self and say, hey, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be associated with these people. you can't do that, though. But you have to. It's impossible. Like, it's no, not no, impossible. I'm, like, him, I'm not an animal. He will guide you in all those things. That, that's true. Whereas you don't have to make those kind of decisions yeah, but, because he allows you to see and in seeing, you can't help but do. I, I agree with you, but like we're not animatronic like robots. Like we're not, you know, attached to some god mainframe. But you like, are animatronic, <laughs> and you are a robot. But we, because when you're obscene, you're subject to but, Satan. But he I still have to make my own decisions. I still have to make my own decisions. Like God's not making decisions for me. Yes, I, He is. He's not telling me. Well, what, He might not for you yet, but yeah, but not, not you're for everyone. You're not capable either. of making your own decisions. Oh yeah, you you have to make your own decisions. How do you make your own decisions? You have to. It's human. How? It's human. How do you do it? How do I make my own decisions? Yeah, real fast. Well, even when I take a breath, 
you know, I, that's maybe an unconscious thought or unconscious process, but I have to say to myself, like, okay, you know, today I'm going to uh, go get coffee at 11.30, and then I'm going to have to be at work at uh, 1 o'clock. Well, that's a decision that I'm making. God not making that decision for me. But you are influenced for the coffee. M- maybe. You might be influenced. No, you just are. Like, so the decision is being made for you, but you just think no, you're not making being that. Made you're for not me. paying attention. <laughs> But just like it, it, no one's making decisions for you. Like if a child, so you literally think you make your own decisions. I do make my own decisions. I had I had to have the decision to come here. No one influenced me to come here. But anyway, my the end of my point. The spirit influenced you to come. Something did. You just was not aware of it. I agree. But I'll say this real quick, and I'll be done. Yeah, real fast. Real fast. So the whole point of my point is everything in human life is a judgment, and we live in a hierarchical structure. And without a hierarchical structure in society, society can't exist. So it's just like a delusion to think that you can be in society and not have a hierarchical structure. Well, then that just takes away the entire argument okay. because if you don't have a hierarchical structure in society, it don't, it don't happen. So there are certain things in society that are better than others. Without that, you have no society. So Okay, I heard you, it all. That's when you, enough. When you, say be, okay. when you say better... That this young man I, had him. I got you. I really, but I'm just running out of time. Okay. The young man in front of you. What's wrong with hating? Uh, uh, from my personal experience, if you hate something, you just be consumed in the hate and it makes you do things that, you know, you wouldn't think you would do ever in your life. So, like, I, through my life, uh, anything I hated, you know, it blinded me to do things, I, you know, that I regret or... Do you do you have hatred in your heart? Uh, uh, not as much as I used to. But oh, you got a little bit. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, just a little. I would say like there's t- moments where I get annoyed, or you know, I won't say like raging hate, but it'd be like like now, like my friends, my old friends, like I discern the stuff they do, so I try to avoid them, and I and they and they call out and say I hate like certain things they do, or I hate the certain type All of. Right. People like a group, but I don't hate, I just don't want to be around it because it's negative and destructive. Why have you overcome all of your anger? Uh, I'm, I'm working towards that. Like, I recently, like, when I discovered you, uh, I already forgave him my father, uh, like, this year, um, I, before I discovered you, and uh, my mom, I already told her that I forgave her. Uh, and I was, like, big because, you know, most of my discernment came from my mom. I never, like you said, I never hated my pops, even though he wasn't, like, fully yeah. in my life. I never yeah. hated him. But uh, my mom, like, she she was a great mom, like, but she, she, she did a no lot of things. No, so you I would say she. Anybody, whenever you hear somebody say, my mom was a great mom, you know you catch a hell. <laughs> <laughs> so you better say she's great. I'll say compared to other moms, like, she never forced me to do things. Like, she wasn't a controlling mom. She was, like, a pushover mom. So I was, like, the spoiled kid. She was weak. Yeah, she was a weak mom. So I was, like, the spoiled kid that did whatever I wanted. Yeah. I had freedom, like, other kids. Like, my mom was never, like, oh, uh, yeah, she was a pushover mom, I'll say that. Did you forgive her for that? Yeah, because it made me, you know, drop out of school early because my yeah. mom you know, wouldn't put the foot down and my mama, uh, my, my dad wasn't there to protect me from, you know, yeah. me making bad decisions in my life. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, I never was like evil to my mom. You just, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say. Like a lot of things in my life that I've been through, if I had like a strong father figure, I probably would have 
been, you know, had a better guidance. But where I'm at now, absolutely, I had to overcome my mother. And where I'm at now, like I'm able to do a lot of things within a short period when I took responsibility on myself. Absolutely, man. And like, like you said, like it comes within. I knew deep down it was like what I was doing was wrong. Yeah. And when I was in jail, like three years ago, I said I was going, you know, take responsibility on myself. And and, and like in three years, my whole life changed. I, I traveled the world. I met a lot of beautiful people, and it like changed my perspective in life. Good, man. Are you doing the silent prayer? Uh, I did it. I'm not doing it consistently, but I'm doing it to where, like, sometimes I forget to do it. Like, some nights Suffer. Yeah. You got to, I recommend you do it so you can become aware yeah. instead of drifting off into your imagination at times. Yeah. All right, so stay with it. Yeah, but, I, but yeah, like, I, I really be in my thoughts, like, deeply. That's one thing I'm trying to get out of my thoughts because I'm an only child, so I think a lot. And yeah. Sometimes I think about things I'm going to do, and, but sometimes I, I feel like I overthink. Yeah. So, um, and the other reason you're still overthinking that you haven't overcome your mother's identity, yeah. because any man that overthink is a woman. You know, how women overthink everything. Yeah, they got to yeah. go to the grocery store. They got to think about the whole, lay out the whole plan. Yeah, and so you got to overcome your mother's mindset. That's a woman's mind. Yeah, and it's not hers, but it's Satan's mindset. That's why when she forgive. God would cause her to come back to a logical mindset, which is of the Father. Yeah. So um, uh, do the silent prayer and stay with it, and you'll see what you do. I will, but um, my name is Fernando. This is my first time here. Uh, oh, I came, I came welcome, here man. With, with my, uh, I would say he's my brother because we grew up together. Oh, cool. He's not my brother, but he's like my brother to me. But, right on. Uh, uh, we came from Michigan, and it's my first time. I, oh, I literally really? came to, That's I, amazing. I literally came to California today just for, you know, for this. That's where I, where I Right on, man. That's deep. Yeah. Any questions for me or anything? Uh, or disagreements or anything? I don't disagree with anything you say. Like, like, like you said, like when I when I discovered your content on YouTube, uh, it, it touched me more than anything else. Because, like you said, my mom been you know a Bible thumper. She she always went to church and stuff like that. But I just saw how her life was, and it didn't. You know, it, I knew deep down like what they was preaching was wrong because my mom. Life is like in shambles. She she yeah. messed up, but she you know whenever you try to call her out on it, she'll say uh, she'll get defensive and stuff like that. Yeah. You, you see how she living, and it's like like these people are lying. So it was one point in my life where I was falling away from God. I didn't want to believe what they were saying, but yeah. I always deep down believed there was a higher power and there was God here. But right on, man. And your your message is like it, it feels true to me. Like it, it touched my heart. So that's why. and that's because God is allowing you to see yeah. because no human being can make you see. And only God draws those he wants unto him. So he's allowing you to see. And that's the proof he's with you because I can't make you see. Yeah. I just point you to the source. Yeah. Right on, man. Yeah. That's amazing. What part of Michigan? Detroit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No wonder you in California. Welcome, man. Um, uh, Ermis is from uh, Michigan. And Doug. Yeah, they lived in Doug lived in Flint, and Ermis from uh, Lance, and we used to have chapters of barn over there. Okay, and so I used to go over there a lot. Okay, yeah. Have you ever gone to Flint? No, no don't I, go. That's a little north. <laughs> I mean, you're safer in Detroit. <laughs> well, I stay on the outskirts of Detroit, but I grew up, well now I stay on the like the suburbs in Detroit. And, oh, good. But I grew up inside of Detroit, and it's like it's jacked up, like you said, yeah. like. As far as the mindset thing, it's the mindsets and how people think. And, you know, I know, it's crazy. Yeah, so 
So I have I, friends who moved back to Alabama and they used to live in Detroit. So, so, as a matter of fact, I do got one question. Like, uh, now that I think about it, uh, when you try, like, how do you deal with people that you grew up with, but you have love for, but they, how they think is like so different? I mean, it's like destructive well, I, and they into drugs, they into like, you know, just, you know, the, the product of their environments, you know. I, um, I, you know, I try to communicate with them and they don't want to hear it. I just walk away and wish them well. Yeah. You know, give them the finger and go my way. Yeah, they make you feel like that you, like, you think that you're better than them. That's what yeah, you're talking about, like. Right. But them. they can't make me feel that way because I know I'm not. Yeah. And so no one can make me feel that way since I know I'm nothing. And I'm just Jesse doing the silent prayer, seeking the Father, and living my life daily. And uh, they get mad and call me names, no big deal. They can't help it. Yeah. But just wish them well and, and go live your life. Okay. All right. Thank you. Amazing, man. And you from Michigan too? Yes, I am actually. Right on. Any questions about anything? Um, actually, not at the moment. I'm I actually I don't have any questions, but I do want to thank you for everything you've done for him because this is the first time I heard him speak out about it. Um, he, I'm usually the person he goes to to speak about like his mother and everything, and that's something I know that weighed heavily on his heart. Yeah. And to hear him formulate words and everything and have that thought process on how he actually feels. And, and I didn't know he forgave his mother. Every All the conversation talking about forgiveness, I didn't know he actually went and did that. So right on. I'm proud of him for doing that for sure. Um, we have a huge age gap. Like you said, we grew up together. Um, he's maybe like 10 years older than me. But as like a child, um always been somewhat level-headed and great with like formulating thoughts and keeping I'm, I feel like I'm his voice of reason and everything I'm usually the guy that's keeping him level headed at times right. so I'm with him all the time he actually just presented this opportunity to come to California too last week and I'm not in a big mood of traveling at this moment with all this virus stuff going on I but, know uh, did you have to wear a mask on the plane yes and did you take it off when it was time for the meal I actually yeah <laughs> isn't that like dumb they tell you on the plane Okay, you got to wear your mask on the plane, but when it's time to eat, take it off. <laughs> All right? <laughs> and then you can take for an hour to eat, right? <laughs> isn't, it, isn't the Chinese virus spread around there? It doesn't even make sense. I know the governor wants you to do like this. <laughs> I hope I never see anyone doing that. Right. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Any questions for me or anything? Um. Hmm. I don't actually. I don't have any questions right well, now. Well, I'm glad you guys are here. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you. I do appreciate that. Yes, sir. Right behind you. Um. So the more I listen to you, the more I realize I'm a mess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, it's it's not fun. But right. uh, I, my question for you is I'm still convinced that I'm mad at my dad. And that, I like, I'm a mama's boy, all that mess. And so I'm wondering how I realize that I'm mad at my mom. How do I overcome that so that I can see that? Because right now I just hate my dad. And why do you hate your father? I think he was weak. He was, like, emotional. He uh, divorced my mother when I was eight years old. He didn't, from what I could tell, he didn't guide me very well. Um, and I hold that against him. So, but what did he do to you that caused you to hate him? I think he did those things. To you? When yeah. he divorced your mother, he divorced you? It doesn't make sense, but that's how I feel. 
And you know why you feel that way? No. Because you identify with your mother. And your mother was wrong to play victim and turn you away from him and, and cause you to identify with her. And that's why whatever she's mad about, that's what you're mad about. Because you have your mother's identity. And it happened when you were little and didn't realize what was going on. And you have to forgive her for turning you away from your father. Because when fathers leave mothers, they don't leave the children, they leave the mother. They can't handle the mothers because they're married to the mothers. And, but the mother will make you think that he left you and he didn't. And I recommend you go to him and ask what happened. Why did you leave? Why did you stay there and protect me? And that way you'll hear it from him and that will cause you to forgive him. But you have your mother's identity and you're a woman. Did you know you're a woman? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, that's new information. <laughs> All that stuff you feel is just like what your mother feels. You have her identity because we become like what we hate, uh, whom we become angry at. And so when you became angry, you lost yourself, and you became like your mother. But when you go and forgive her for turning you away from your father and making you identify with her, God will forgive you. And give you back your identity. And all that mess you have going on will change. It'll depart from you. Okay. And ask your father, go to him and find out for yourself what happened. And hear him out and you'll see. Okay. Because she's not going to tell you the truth about your father. She's not going to say, oh, your father loved you. I ran him off. He couldn't handle me a week. But he loved you. It had nothing to do with you. She's not going to tell you that because she want to look like the victim, like she's a good one, and she's not. And so when you say, I'm sorry for hating you, and what's wrong with hating is anyone, anyone who has any iota of anger is separated from God. Because anger is of Satan, and you cannot get into the kingdom of heaven with evil in your heart. Because your identity is Satan. But when you go and forgive, realize you're wrong for hating then God will forgive you and bring you in. Because he'll renew you first and then bring you in. He'll take your heart from hate to love. And so that's why it's not good to have hate. And yes, all those things does happen, do happen when you hate, you fall into all kind of stuff. But when you forgive, you overcome all that. That's why it's not good to hate. So forgive her for turning you away from your father. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I do, I'm interested, I don't understand when you say that you become like what you hate. Yeah. What do you mean by that? You know how you're emotional, you're angry, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And you overreact to things? Absolutely. That's the nature of your mother, and that's not your normal nature. Men are not naturally angry. Men are logical. Mm -hmm. But when they are born through the mother, she recreates them in her image, and so you become like the mother. That's why you have to return to the father. And then you won't be like your mother. You won't be emotional. You won't be angry. You'll be able to deal with women in the right way because right now women are your God. When you date a woman, you can't even deal with her right mm -hmm. because it's dealing with mama. But once you forgive, you'll be able to deal with her. That makes sense. That's true. Yeah. Okay. How old are you? 18. Oh, man. You're blessed to be dealing with this at such a young age. Thank you. You're avoiding a lot of trouble. So go and forgive your mother. And if she's, if she starts crying, that's fine. Just look at her like you're looking at a movie. 
because she's trying to deny that she was wrong. And if she started yelling, that's fine. And she's like, well, your father was no good. She says You're just that, looking yeah. at her like she's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Those are her feelings and thoughts, not your own. And, and to say, hey, I just want to say I'm sorry for hating you for turning me away from him. Are you able to find your father? Yeah. <clears throat> and go to him and ask what happened. Okay. All right. Is it okay if I do it over the phone? It's best to do if you could do it FaceTime. Okay. Or go to him. It's best to be facing him so that you could get your courage back. And face your mother, too, So if you could do it so you could get your courage back. But if you have no other choice but the phone, then yes. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. How did you hear about us? Internet, YouTube, oh, yeah? job, all that good stuff. Right on, man. Yeah. Any other question? No, for now, that's good for me. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Go and forgive. Do the silent prayer. Are you doing it? No, sir. Okay, I have a silent prayer dot video, and I recommend you start doing it so God can bring you out of the darkness of your head. All right? And okay. everything will be fine. All right. All right, man. Thank you. You're welcome. Amazing. Yes, sir. And then I got to end. This is it, right? I got a quick question. Now that just you have three questions? My, yeah, it's okay. a quick question uh, about marriage. Like, I, I still believe in marriage. Yes. And I want to get married, but right I don't on. see myself getting married to an American woman only because how the American culture is. Right. And me traveling to Europe and different countries and seeing how they women are compared to ours, it's like culture-wise, they way different. They value, some of them value more marriage more than American women, and and I want to change that because I want an American woman. Because realistically, it ain't gonna work me being American. You want an American woman? I want to, but I'm just saying I don't see it with how. Uh, do you want a black? What kind you want? <laughs> black. Honestly, let me I'll write your order: black, white, or Mexican, or what? I, I honestly want a British woman because I, I had a relationship with a British. A chick. British woman. Yeah. I like their voices, you know, it turns. <laughs> it's pretty. What the? <laughs> well, you better go to no, Britain. No, but seriously, but, but, like, I do want to get married, but I just don't see it with the modern woman of today. Right. Like, if, like my, I'm 32, and women I date this my age, I can't date my age because they either had already had a kid, yeah. and ain't nothing wrong with that, but I personally don't want to. No, there's something wrong with that. Don't. <laughs> But then, you don't date or marry a woman with kids already. Yeah, no, I don't want to do it's that. It's not fair to the children, yeah. and she's going to give you hell. Yeah, I don't want that at all. I tried yeah. that. It didn't work. Right. Know, luckily, it didn't work. But I, I, I want to date younger, like 20, and, but, but they kind of like immature, and they yeah. messed up in the head, especially the American women. Right. So it's like, where, where I'm going to go? Like, where I'm going to go? Like, that's how so, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but listen. Seek first the kingdom of God in his right way, and all will be added. Don't seek a woman. Don't seek anything but God. And once you return to him, if it's your heart desire to be married, he will add that unto you. You don't have to go to Europe. (laughs) He will add it unto you right here in America. And the problem is, yes, the women are out of control. You know, they're controlling. And if they have a degree, it's... don't don't even marry. Don't think about it if they have a degree. All right. The first thing from now on, ask the woman the first question: Do you have a degree? And if she say yes, bye. And then if she doesn't have a degree, the first question is: Do you love your daddy? All right. And if she say yes, that's your wife. If she say no, bye. All right. But listen. 
The problem is the woman, but the problem is you and that you have you don't know how to deal with them because you they have been your God and you're trying to get something from them that they don't have. And that is love. Women don't have love. Women receive love. God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, woman over children. So when you overcome your mother, the order is going to reverse back where the woman is not over you. You're over her. And so when you do, when God put a woman in your life, you'll be able to deal with her in a perfect way because you operate from perfect love. And they are no longer your God. So because you can go to Europe, you can go to China. Did you know that Sage speak in Chinese? Hate your mama. Hate your daddy. But, but, but because unless you overcome your mother, no matter where you go, every woman you get involved with would be mama. And no matter if it's Mexico, Europe, Japan, wherever, right? It, because you only because of your hatred for your mother, you're only attracted to mama. But once you overcome your mother, you won't be attracted to that. And God will add one unto you. So just seek the kingdom of God. Don't look for a woman, you'll find the wrong one. And don't order one off the internet or anything. <laughs> no. Have you ever done that? No, I never thought of doing that. No. Oh, good, man. I, I try internet dating. They always wackos. And so you have, you have ordered them no, online? No, I'm talking about internet, like Tinder, like meeting girls off the internet or Facebook. They always That's meet. the same thing, right? <laughs> no, Facebook is more like Tinder. Is, I don't know, man. It's, it's just weird. Like, I prefer. <laughs> well, don't go to Tinder either. <laughs> Let God add one unto you. He, he love you, and he'll add whatever your heart desire. Yeah. And it'll be the perfect wife. Gotcha. It'll be made for you. And you guys who date each other, no sex. Do not, do not, do not have sex before marriage. Because the moment you have sex, you become subject to the woman. And you don't see what you're getting. And then the morning, uh, after the night you marry her, all hell come out. You're like, who is this? <laughs> but if you, get to know each, if you get to know each other, the real person, then you see you married the right woman, and it'll last until death do your part. Gotcha. So don't go to Europe looking for it. Seek the kingdom of God, and you'll be fine. It wasn't like I went to Europe to look for it. It just it happened, and I, right. I, I, my experiences with European women, as far as foreign women, are way more positive than... Right, but it's the same spirit. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Just seek the kingdom, all right? Gotcha. Okay. Amazing. So listen, we're out of time. Seek the kingdom of God in his right way and all be added. Do this silent prayer. And go and forgive and the rest is easy. The hardest thing you ever have to do is go and forgive. And especially with the mother. You're going to shake in your boot. And anger separates you from God. That's what it does. And it causes you to become depressed, needy, suicidal, worry, anxiety. All this stuff that you're feeling is because you're separated from God, right? And Satan is your daddy. But once you go and forgive, all that stuff will disappear. And life will become amazing. Go and forgive. It's wrong to hate. It's wrong for what happened, but it's wrong to hate because you become subject to it. That makes sense? So thank you all so much for tuning in and stuff. Make sure you do the silent prayer. Uh, if you need counseling, we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. You can go to rebuildingtheman.com or call 800-411-BOND to set up an appointment. You can either do it by Skype or phone, or you can come in. Uh, and also, I just want to tell you that be careful what you say because you're condemned by your words or you're um, 
justified by them. So be careful. Don't get into all this stuff that the world is saying and into. Our battle is a spiritual battle. You are either possessed with evil or possessed with good. And just know it's not about racism, sexism, homophobism, Islamophobia, all that ism. It's about love or hate. Either you're of God or you're of your daddy, Satan. We're all the same. No one is better than the other. It's a game that's being played on you. So if you get into these words, oh, it's about racism or sexism, it's not. It's about love or hate. All right? So I really appreciate any announcement, Hermes? Oh, yeah. Did I tell you that? You know, someone had given us a $30,000 challenge grant for the end of the year raising. And so we, we made 45000 So we went past it. Thank you all for that. And thank you all for that as well. I really do appreciate it. Um, what else? That's it. Are you going to be here next week? you got to go out of town, right? No, I'll be here. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I ain't going to Mexico. I was supposed to go to Mexico to do a wedding, but then I heard on the news, all the foreigners, you cannot come over here unless you take a Chinese test, right? Or, and if you don't pass the test, you have to quarantine over there. I'm like, what the? And then they're like the 26th, I think it's supposed to start, but I'm not taking that chance. Especially what's happening right now, right? So I wish I could go, but I'm not going to be able to go, so I'll be here. I'll be here next Sunday. All right? And we have a ladies forum. Every Thursday night, we have the women's forum for ladies only. It was, wasn't it amazing this Thursday, ladies? Did you like it? It was something else, huh? It was deep. <laughs> so, and every first Thursday night, it's for men only. All right? And then Sunday morning for everybody. So thank you all very much. I absolutely appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for coming, guys and ladies. I appreciate it. All right. Oh, amazing. So here's what we...